Hello and welcome to the Saturday Night South podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Tom Akira. Marler, I'm going to start off Casual Friday with an apology. I'm apologizing to you. You drink? What are you drinking right now? A little Shiner Bock? I got. So I have. I didn't know what we were doing. So I've got a Diet Coke, a water, a Shiner Bock, and I also have a shot of whiskey. Because I do you really you want? Yeah. Well, I thought you said we were doing a shot, but then also I wasn't. We didn't talk about it though. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Well, I don't have to take it. Crap, I would, have, I, I would have brought that with me as well. Okay, I didn't know we that. We got time. Next, yeah, then I got to get up, and it's far away, and it's in the kitchen, and I'm in the office right now. Um, okay. I got to apologize to you. I, I was what? wrong. I was dead wrong. Is this the, about me hedging on Georgia games with the Elvis nope. Idiots online? Nope, 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 nope. I'm wrong about that, too. Little little callback to our uh, last week, what we did for Casual Friday was we talked about The Office. We ranked the, the characters from The Office. Oh. And by the way, um, I missed a, a, a wide open opportunity to copy the um, Meredith line. Um, it's casual day. Yeah. Meredith, where are your panties? Um, but <laughs> I was wrong because I said that Rolf was on the later seasons when Angela hires a hitman to kill Oscar. And I was 100% wrong. Yeah. You wanted to bet a be- you wanted to do a beard bet and 20 bucks. I said no. Thankfully, my beard is still intact. My integrity is not, but no, I still have my no, beard, and I was I was wrong on something related to the office, and that sentence made me die a little bit inside. Yeah, I mean you're wrong about a lot of stuff. I think I know, but the um, office, the office, I, I got to be able to get that right. College football predictions, Billy Quillis, whatever. But yeah, the office, I got to get that right. That's true. That's fair. Um, I mean, it's it's big of you to admit it. I wasn't really concerned about it because I knew you were wrong. I know, but I didn't. See, that, that that to me was like, I was so sure of myself in that moment. I need to go back and watch more season nine. That That's what this comes down to. I need to yeah, rewatch sure. season nine. We have a basketball-themed episode of Casual Friday. Mostly basketball. We might do a little yeah. bit of other stuff. We'll see. Um, a lot of great questions. Shout out to our guy, Jay Woody, for putting together just a, a ton of great, great questions in the fourth and wrong thread. So... Marler, where do you want to start? You picked the first question for us to answer today. Um. Okay, let's do this. Oh, can you beat the worst player in NBA 2-on-1? Absolutely not. Um, if you could put one player from the past on any other team besides his own, which would it be, which player would it be, and what team would you put him on? Hmm. So this is all basketball. Right, all basketball. My How When I read that just... question... My initial thought was I would have liked to have seen LeBron stay with the Cavs in 2010 and not do the whole um, take my talents to South Beach thing. Yeah. I think that's that's the one. Because I, I, I want to see how that was going to play out. Everybody's kind of like anticipating, you know, is he going to be this Michael Jordan-like figure? And everybody remembers Jordan's struggles early on. And LeBron also dealt with the same thing, you know, throughout that entire 20, you know, 2000s decade. But I would have loved to have seen if he could have really been able to like ride it out in Cleveland and not do the Miami and then come back to Cleveland and win a title thing. It would have been different had he stayed there and then maybe won a title in the next year or two. Because that, that Celtics team was falling apart. Yeah. I don't I, I feel like the LeBron stuff is so tough to talk about because people get for whatever reason, people get so mad about it and they want to compare it to Jordan. And it's like, and you look at statistically, LeBron will pass Jordan in every single possible stat ever. Yep. Besides, besides titles. And I don't think people understand just how much help Jordan had, like in the prime of his career. 
That's fair. That's fair. You know AJ I mean? had a top twenty-five player, top twenty for my money, all-time yeah. player on his team, and, and LeBron had late Shaq and Mo Williams and Wally Zerbiak. and I wouldn't even count that. That's I mean, and you got to think too, like what the only game they won his first NBA Finals was based off of like I don't know what, like a thirty-eight foot like buzzer beater that he hit. Like LeBron did everything for for Cleveland for a long time. The, the Miami stuff kind of sucked because I it, like. It just sucked because I hate Miami in general. But it also sucked because they did the whole not one, not two, not three, and then they, you know, it was fun watching them get beat. It you know definitely else, was. You know what else I would have done? I would have kept Shaq on the Magic, too, back in the day. Even though that would have made it more difficult for my team because it would have kept Shaq and Penny together. Penny wouldn't have had the foot injuries that he developed yeah. trying to take on the workload. But that Magic-Bulls rivalry was awesome. And I would have loved to see Shaq stay with Orlando instead of going to the Lakers when they had that stupid offer to him. If you've ever seen the 30 for 30 this match, oh my moment, gosh, yeah. It's awesome. I'm going to have to do that for doc discussion sometime soon. It's LSU related because Shaq, yeah. so that's that's an SEC tie. But that, that's another one where I, I, I find myself saying more so I wish certain players stayed on a specific team rather than like, ooh, I wish Sean Kemp had gone to the Bullets back in the day. That yeah. would be good too, though. That's a tough one. I don't see. I'm trying to think. Like, I, I wish maybe that, like I wish like Chris Bosh might have been on those like those Cavs teams instead of Kevin Love because Kevin Love wasn't that great. Or they had like just an, an extra guy off the bench. Maybe I don't know. Like, like Dominique like, going somewhere or something like that. Like Dominique going no, like, to we a contender. Well, no, because I, I, Dominique was in Atlanta. I know. Um, so I enjoyed that. I, I wish that that. I wish that the Bulls would have got back Jordan. The fact that he ended his career with the Wizards was just like your words, not uh, mine. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, I wish that I would have looked at all these before we decided to go through all <laughs> basketball stuff. That's a good question though, from uh, Mason McGlon. McGlon. Okay, you're um, up. I will pick the next one since you have already crapped on the could you guys beat uh, the worst <laughs> player in the NBA two on one. There's no way. I don't think it'd be that lopsided, but we would. We would score a few buckets, but we would not win. I, I feel. Are like you good at basketball? I have an outside shot, which you just. That's need all to I have. You got to be able to. Oh crap! Well, that's that's a problem. Do you think we'd... I was going to post up down low on, yes. on an NBA player, Connor? Yes, I thought <laughs> we. I thought we'd work a little high low. That's <laughs> so, what you have to do to win a two on one basketball game. Everybody knows that. When I was like, when we were in college and I played, we there was this one guy I lived with who was the only guy in school apparently that he he was somehow in college longer than I was. He was there for eight full years, and he never actually even got his degree after the eight because of something crazy that happened. Eight it's full like years. Van Wilder, but not having the good But ending. not fun, yeah. yeah. So he, <laughs> so he, I went to high school, then he graduated a year ahead of me in high school and graduated a year after me in college, and which is just tough to do. And so he he was like a big intramurals guy, like played intramurals all the time. So me, Hardo. him, and... Yeah. Me, he was a Duke basketball fan. Mm. It, I was when I didn't know any better, but, you know, then I learned. So, me, him, and my buddy Kyle Price, I brought up here on, on the pod before, we had, a, like, a, a co-ed team with, like, some of the five mews that used to play basketball in high school, and we were pretty good. And for whatever reason, he was six six six, but they made me play center, even though I was, like, six one, And so... I just I, I called myself Captain Hook because I would just do hook shots nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd make like one a game, and then uh, yeah, I, I, I remember like I mean I just wasn't all I had was an outside shot. We, we there was like one game where I had like 15 points in the first half of one of our games, and they were all from three, but because nobody would guard me at first, and they kept guarding me, so I just kept moving back, and I hit all of them, and then I hit a single shot in the second half. But I love your um like your rec league or your 
um, like when you're playing beer league softball, those stories too. Every time, every time I think to myself when I'm playing softball and I'm trying to throw somebody out who's tagging up, I think about your story back in the day when you're like, when you were, you were making a throw on somebody and, and somebody's running on you and you're like, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. And, and just, <laughs> Airmailed it. I laugh every single time I think of that. It's so oh great. man, there was ever there was one there was one because like I had just got done playing like college baseball and I can't stress this enough because I know that we were Division two but we were a we were ranked number one in the country for a majority of the year and we Sick had eight brag. kids play professional baseball off that team and we were like we had two kids go in the third and fourth round like we were a very very good baseball team like all all three like weekend guys like pumping up like between ninety four and above like it was. Like we were a very good baseball team, and I in that, and I and not to say that I was great at baseball, but like I, I end that career, quote unquote, and we're playing co-ed softball. And I just remember one time, like there was, there was this person I was playing second, so I take this cut from a ball that goes in deep right field, and like there were just things that were kind of like innate at that point because you just practice them over and over and over again and everyone on the baseball field knew what you're doing so we would throw backside on a runner all the time like if you had somebody stealing first and second at the same time we would throw backside to second base because you have a better chance of getting that person out not having as great of a jump yep and there was other stuff you would do like where instead of throwing home taking a cut going back to second or going back to third like throwing backside behind the runner taking a big loop to see where you go with the ball and i just remember this one time i i took a cut and there was this girl playing third base and bless her heart I I threw I didn't have a great arm. This was this was like the Bo Wallace throw yesterday. It, it is without a doubt the hardest I've ever thrown anything in my life. And I just as I'm doing, I turn, I go backside and just like threw a like an absolute dart right on the base. And she, it like she caught it, but it was like moving her whole body out of the way. And it was just, it was it was a moment that I wish I could have back because it was way too intense for for co-ed intramural softball. Goodness gracious! All right, let's let's stick to basketball, Marla. All right, we're yeah. we're getting sidetracked. Um, all right, favorite basketball player from your childhood, and as this that question is from Daniel Scott Pearson, and as Jay Woody added, that isn't a Chicago Bull. I think that only applies to me. So if you want, I I mean, well, who was your favorite player from your childhood? So I was like, I liked the Bulls, I guess, because I was like eight. And smart. Um, and I liked MJ and all that kind of stuff. But I I was, I loved BJ Armstrong. I mm. loved Vernon Maxwell for some reason. Those guys. Um, I, I was a, so like when I was like 11 or 12, and I think I told the sport, I still have all these. Um, I started collecting basketball cards. Oh, But just oh, from same. one specific year. Like in one specific brand, Fleer. And I, Fleer and the, early 90s basketball cards. I learned how to read off of those cards. <laughs> so, so I had... I still have this. I have like eight Kobe rookie cards. I have like Allen Iverson, Ray Allen. That was all the same rookie year. Yep. So I, I really liked. I really liked Allen Iverson, and Kobe was fun. But I was a big Iverson fan. Yeah, I was the truth. I mean, literally. Oh well. College Tony Delk. I had a, I had a full on Kentucky double zeros like jersey and shorts. That's that's pretty good. Oh, by the way, I just I definitely just said Paul Pierce's nickname, mixing that up for AI. AI is the answer. Paul Pierce is is the truth. Um, I was a big Tracy McGrady fan. Loved, loved, oh, yeah. loved Tracy McGrady. Still have a Magic Tracy McGrady jersey. I loved him when he was on the Raptors and with Vince Carter playing with his cousin. That duo should have been so much better, so much better. There's this this report that came out back in the day that the Bulls were considering trading Scottie Pippen for Tracy McGrady, and I was like, eh. 
I loved it. Fun. Don't get me wrong, but that would have been fun too. And you remember that game when McGrady that... scored like eleven or thirteen points in the final yeah. final thirty eight seconds with the Rockets? Yeah, that, uh, that was, was unreal, unreal. That's that's an all time good YouTube clip too of watching him just catch fire. I mean, you see people yeah. like get in the zone. That is a different kind of zone. T Mac was great, but like the fact that he never won a playoff series, tough, tough thing yeah. to stomach. I don't know. Like he was just one of those guys that. Filled, filled the stat sheet, but could take over in a variety of ways. And he's the type of guy that, and this is all I want the Magic to get because I live nine miles away from, from the stadium, is just to get somebody who can put up 60 on a given night. And like I feel like my entertainment value would be so yeah. much better if you just have that guy who on a given night, we talk about this with baseball. You, so you want Trey Young? I wanted Trey Young badly, badly. And it did not yeah, happen. Move. I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. And I'm not even like really like a magic fan they're they're local and i want the yeah. tickets to stay cheap and all that but man i would i would pay good money to watch t-mac on the magic in his prime if that were today's yeah today's me having like my bank account currently right okay it's all basketball it's just all it's all we're going all hoops today all hoops <laughs> i'm not we're gonna we're gonna go to one from chris conan here if you removed one singular game performance that you think would have prevented a player from winning the heisman which would it be for example, his would be 2012 Manziel versus Alabama. So I, is this? Oh. I guess this is saying that it would have. So it would have prevented the player from winning the Heisman. I mean, so Cam he, Newton doesn't have a game that did that. I, I, mean, I would prevent the Camback game from happening, but that wouldn't have mattered. For yeah, because he's still the LSU game, so that that was still pretty important. Um, I mean, the 2006 Troy Smith Michigan game that we were just talking about. I don't think it would have mattered. I would yeah, it probably wouldn't have. When Gosh, you go over right. all the stuff, like I mean, like he. That, that hay was in the barn for that so early. When I was reading back a few of these, I remember reading one thing that was from a, a, a like a bar stoolish type thing, but it was all for Notre Dame. And this one guy was writing about how how unfair it was. And it's like the second week in October, how unfair it was that like he saw on ESPN, they're like, Troy Smith adds to his Heisman, uh, you know, his Heisman campaign or his like um creates like like creates even more separation in the Heisman because he he had two touchdowns one passing one rushing and it was like what and even then so nobody was talking about McFadden yeah that's a good point I you know what this is this is recency bias for sure but Kyler Murray in the Big 12 championship you know it just kind of felt like everything turned and way too many people use that as like the big closing argument if he if he had not even let's let's just say Oklahoma wasn't in the Big 12 championship and he wasn't playing that specific day, or if he had had a bad game, maybe he. If, he or if had, anybody looked up the defensive stats that I brought up last year during oh that, when gosh. he had like had nine of his twelve games or something like that, or eight eight of his twelve were against teams that were ranked eightieth or lower, and and six five or six were against uh, defenses ranked hundredth or lower. Yeah, not all power five defenses are created created equal equally. That's for sure. I that's that's another one because it, it just bothered me how much that swayed public opinion and it wasn't even like oh you know i love Tua, and Tua absolutely deserves the heisman he should just get it but it just bothered me seeing that logic used and i felt like that was one of those examples where we wanted we want we always want our heisman to follow this narrative and they've got to be playing their best football in the last couple games of the year otherwise what's the point of the award and it's like well well it's funny that we shifted that we kind of shifted that from what it used to be like you, you can tell like how quickly that has shifted from even the Troy Smith year. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Because at that point... Like, I feel like now we want... Like, the McCaffrey argument... Somebody brought this up on, on Facebook the other day, and it was a very good point. I really enjoyed going back and forth with them. 
about how he, he said that he felt like we were kind of using the same arguments for McFadden that we were using against or weren't bringing up for McCaffrey. Okay. Like how he impacted the game in so many different ways. And my point was trying to make that like McCaffrey did all these things, but more so let's also look at how many times he touched the ball. Like, cause that was the knock on Henry. Right. So trying to like level the argument or level the playing field on that. I, the thing with McFadden was like, if he didn't have anyone else to go up against that put up some crazy number, crazy year, like the year that that Henry had was a crazy year, like twenty eight touchdowns and, and yep. twenty three hundred yards rushing, or whatever. Like the year that McFadden had, he went up against. I mean, Troy Smith did did nothing. I whatever. I'm gonna get mad all over again. We got we're getting big mad all over again. It's tough I to just say it. that <laughs> it's tough to just say that we would take away one game because a lot of these, I don't know, I don't know how many how many cases over the last 20, 30 years where it's really come down to that one game where you felt like, man, that Michigan. was, that was kind Charles of Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yeah. You could even and go. honestly, you could, you could even maybe, I don't remember the 91 race as much, but maybe Desmond Howard because, um, pose at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like the, the Woodson thing, he had seven touchdowns and he impacted the game. Like he played both ways, but he wasn't like their go-to receiver. Um, I forgot who they had then, but they, they had a good receiver and like, I mean, Peyton Manning just deserved the Heisman. <laughs> just, just bottom line. Like I, I was happy at the time that he didn't win it as a Bama fan and being 11 years old. But Woodson he had definitely deserved most, it. Woodson had like the most ridiculous interception of all time. Was it? Was it the, the one hand? Game? It was. Yeah. that was against Michigan State. Oh, that was sideline. That's right. That's right. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that didn't happen right before the Heisman ceremony. But yeah, I mean, you could probably pick and choose over the course of, of over the course of history and find certain cases like that. I just like I because I, I, I don't have the same perspective that, as you do in terms of a fan. I just like seeing the deserving winner actually get it. So to me that's well, I mean that's I've said I the same thing though. It's like that's that's what I what do you mean? What do you, what does that mean? No, I just mean like I, I wouldn't go back and be like, oh well this person I mean, because you grew I guess you weren't necessarily a, like a Tennessee fan growing up or anything like that, but you no, were no. I ran through my house screaming when he lost. I can say right. as, a, as a mature adult now, he definitely should have won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. In the same way that I, I can say that, like, I don't know. Didn't I say something fair about Auburn once? I don't I mean, I don't This is true. <laughs> I this is true. I just, I think that maybe Gino Toretta, because I remember Gino Toretta got picked off three times in the national championship game 92, and he was the Heisman, and you had, Lede- like, uh, Marshall Falk and, Lede- uh, and Garrison Hurst, I thought, had better years. Garrison Hurst had, like, 1,800 yards rushing and 19 touchdowns at Georgia. Um, the the 94 season was my favorite because it had like, and I could be wrong on this, but but I remember that it felt like they had seven finalists. It, like there were so many finalists there. And they had, was that the Rashawn Salam year? That was Rashawn Salam from, from Colorado. And you right, remember right. they had that, that season where in the beginning part, 94 against Michigan, I remember hearing this on the radio coming back from a Bama game. And I was like eight. Uh, he, like that's when Cor- uh, Cordell Stewart hit Michael. What is his name? The fifth down. No, that was ninety. That was nineteen ninety. But this was like he hits the hail mary against Michigan. Oh yeah, on, on national that? TV, and this is in September, so they kind of get like, you know, they get a little bit more. Um, I don't know national press that year than yeah. they probably would have. And he gets he goes for two thousand yards that year. You had Steve McNair. You had Warren Sapp who finished in the top five. I think Jay Barker was at Bama. He didn't. His numbers weren't great. Um, but you had you had like like little guys and guys from big schools that were both there and it was it was pretty fun. Ooh, we okay. So I w- we were asked this question, um, or this was one of those questions that was floating around college football Twitter. I'm sort of adding to fourth and wrong here, but it's along the lines of the NBA question that we were just asked about if you could you know put one player in the past from another team, like where would you, where would you put them? 
Um, and I was, I was, I answered that question in terms of college football by saying I would put Steve McNair on in Mike Leach's offense at Mississippi State. Like grew up in in Mississippi, Ooh. but didn't have didn't have the SEC offers to to play quarterback, and ends up going to Alcorn State, and has this Hall of Fame, unbelievable career, Heisman finalist, Sports Illustrated cover, all of those things, and sort of like changed the way that we that yeah. we view that level of football. And well. I mean, to a, to a certain extent, like he was he was getting games on ESPN, like the ESPN Plus networks, which that was the first time that they thought like, hey, we have an actual market to be able to, yeah. to do something like this. And then it kind of expanded what they do. That was a like college, college game plan. Covers. Yeah, that's true. There was, I mean, McNair would be so, so fun to watch in a modern offense that utilized his skill set yeah. and really let him go. I mean, they let him go at Alcorn State, but if he got to play in the SEC, that would have been he he'd be an SEC great. There's no doubt in my mind. I can see that. I, I think there's like there's little moments like that throughout time where you you wonder how this person would have done this person's offense. Like I think mm-hmm. like uh, like I, mean, I hate to use this example because it's Bama, but like when Mike Price when Mike Price was named the quarterback from Washington State, and we were going to go five wide like he did at Washington State, and they just got to the Rose Bowl and. And, and Bama had Brody Croyle at the time. And so at the time, he was like this huge five-star quarterback recruit. Like, I, I thought that that, would be, that was going to be like a lot of fun to watch, but it, it obviously obviously wasn't. Like, I mean, like, what about like a guy like John Rice Plumley playing in, in like Malzahn's offense? I would like, yeah, Malzahn's offense would be good. Tom Osborne's offense back in the day, that'd be fun too. I mean, just, yeah. just treat him like Tommy Frazier or something like that, let him go, or treat him like your favorite. Eric Crouch, your favorite Heisman winner ever. Eric what about Crouch. Like, like, you know what? John Rice Plumley playing for, um, or like Pat White playing for like Nebraska in like the '90s. That would be pretty yeah. cool. Or Tommy Frazier playing in like a, a Rich Rod offense that they did that in. Like that would have been yeah, pretty awesome as well. Things worked out for him with Tom Osborne. You probably yeah, they did too. fine. They yeah. did fine. Um, all right, back on track here. Hold on. So I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're up. I, I took an extra one. This is that was my one A. So my one B will be, and this is a little transition. So Peyton Manning, the year that he was a Heisman finalist, certain Randy Moss also a Heisman finalist. Randy oh, Moss's high school teammate, Jason Williams, White Chocolate. This Dude. question from Willie Gray Jr. was White Chocolate an all-time great point guard? I have two yes. answers to this. Okay, go ahead. Without a doubt, like just like, without a doubt, like his he was. People people didn't take him seriously because we were at the point where if you were white in the NBA and you weren't John Stockton, you like if you and you were a point guard, like you weren't being taken seriously. You had to be a three point specialist or you weren't like people he was the novelty, and I hate to use that word because I've used it a lot lately, but like he was the novelty of, of what he was able to do, how he looked, all that kind of stuff. And I don't think people took it as seriously. And he was also never on a team that was really that great, I don't think. He won a title as the starting point guard with the Heat in 06. Glad I brought that up then. People forget wait, that. Really? Yeah, in 06. I actually looked that up today when I saw that question. I was like, wait, how long did he play? I forget that he played 13 years in the NBA. He, he J- Jason Williams is playing a pickup game right now as Without we doubt. speak. If I, if I say nothing else on this podcast with certainty, it's, it's that Jason Williams is playing in a pickup game somewhere. Yeah. Very good point guard. All-time entertaining player in, in, in our for our generation, like when you grow up watching him 
and it's the the post strike or the post lockout era as well when you yeah. need exciting things because MJ's gone and even MJ and the Wizards wasn't that exciting. Jason Williams was the guy that you as a kid flipped on Sports Center hoping to see highlights of because you weren't gonna see a Kings game or something like that. No. But when he came on, it was like, all right, what's he gonna do? When he did that little behind the back elbow pass, oh my you're god. Just like, okay, this this guy is he is built differently. Jason Williams. In full speed. In full speed on, on a like on yeah. a breakaway, like with like like a, a three on one or two on one, like it was like what I tried in the that world like just happened. I tried that like fifty times in pickup basketball, and I would either hurt my funny bone, <laughs> miss my elbow altogether. <laughs> Or whatever it was, everybody, everybody who was undersized wanted to be like him or like you know like an Allen Iverson or something like that. Yeah, all time entertaining player, probably not an all time great point guard with like you know he's not he wasn't necessarily on the level of a Gary Payton or even like a John Stockton or something like that. But incredibly, he wasn't Magic or anything in that in that realm. But very, very good player for a long time. Who entertained more people than a lot of Hall of Fame players. I, I can say I, that. I'll say the thing. I want to talk about AI for a second. I know it's not a question. Um, but AI, I love the fact that he's getting so much. Like his, his like the, the narrative or perception of him now is way, it's so much more improved than it was when he left the game. Because he was so much fun to watch. Like I, I will never forget, like as a kid, him crossing over Jordan was people forget that one of like the iconic moments i think in sports history for me and it was just it was nuts and i'm like so my ex is from from up she's from delaware but she's like like for like philly her, her brother is a huge sports fan we would talk about sports all the time like in philly philly fans they're awful they're terrible people they like booed santa claus all that kind of stuff but they're also they love their guys and, and ai was one of those guys and it was really cool to watch like the documentary about him if you if you haven't watched the documentary on him from his high school on, that was it. Was oh, the awesome. thirty, yeah, very good. My gosh, um, yeah, because he grew up uh, Newport News, Michael Vick. Yeah, that, that and he that, had a whole whole, area. whole issue with uh with him playing like his senior year because of like some fight that broke out and it was at just, a bowling alley, yeah, throwing chairs yeah. and all that stuff. Wild, very good documentary, good wreck. He's right about practice too. <laughs> you pick the next one. Um, no, it's your turn. I thought no, I just did. I okay, just here did. We go. Was White Chocolate is... all time great point guard? What basketball movie is the most realistic and why? Space Jam. I, I love He Got Game. He Got Game yeah. is is, is kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. Ray Allen was very, very good. Denzel, of course. Um, that that felt realistic. I mean, they... Jesus. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Talk about great fictional characters. Great fiction, fictional athletes. That's one that I should have brought up and can't believe I didn't. That one felt like a real dynamic, a real power struggle of what what could go on. And, and you know, obviously, not being in that situation, I never experienced anything like that. But I, I could totally see that happening. That felt like it was based on a true story, very, very realistic. I mean, Hoosiers is also based on a true story, but we watch that in, with the context now, and it doesn't feel quite the same. I don't know. I, I think that white men can't jump. <laughs> yeah, just the name alone is pretty People spot forget, on. Wesley Snipes couldn't play basketball. You realize that? I didn't know that. He couldn't play basketball. You guys are basketball. all way more into uh way more into basketball than I am. They played it on like a 9-foot hoop in that movie. Did they really? Yeah. And Woody Harrelson's a much better athlete than Wesley Snipes. People forget that. They 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 shouldn't. They they, they I, need they need to know. So I Ooh, like Mike, that's pretty realistic. 
with Bow Wow. I just never really like Glory Road was based on a true story, but that was like at the time where it had like I remember it seemed like they had like uh, in the same way that Ford had Mercury, like there would always be like one of those movies and then another one of those yeah. movies that was like different and like so there was like like they they came out like Remember the Titans and then remember the, what was the one with the Rock after that where it was like Inner City Remember the Titans oh with Exhibit <laughs> yeah yeah that was basically it's, it's like Coach movie. Carter yeah um so like for me Ooh, growing Coach up, Carter's a good one too yeah Who Dreams was good. Mm. Um, I, I mean that's a that's a documentary though, so that's that's yeah. like almost in its own category. Semi Pro is I, I just love Will Ferrell and and there's it wasn't a good movie, but there was it was <laughs> Semi Pro is good. I there's I still quote one part of it, but like when people start arguing in the in the Facebook group, I'm like E L E, everybody love everybody. <laughs> um, so I, I like I my, I don't know why my mom let me watch Teen Wolf as a child because there was one scene that that was a lot. But uh, I definitely watched Teen Wolf a lot growing up. So my favorite of all time, though, and I watched this movie, um, this was like when I was like a sophomore in high school. I watched it almost uh, daily for like a full month, and it was Finding Forrester. And oh, it's a good it, one. Yeah. It was it was so good at the time where, like, I think, like, like I just love the fact that it was like basketball was was a cool part of it, but it also like the, the writing part of it, mm-hmm. um, and, and just like trying to figure out like, like, you know, your way through life as a teenager and, and not just being... Like an athlete, I don't know. It was, it was. I thought it was a really good story. It was a really good story. Um, and then the other one, I'm looking. I'm obviously googling this right now. Yeah, yeah everybody like, can hear the clicks going on yeah, right now. Fine. Marler's well, going crazy. I'm playing poker. It's Casual Friday. Um, so on BetOnline.ag, head over there today. There we go. Oh yeah, let's let's get that ad in right now. Let's let's yeah, use that in, guys, Marler. I mean, like it's Casual Friday. We're not. There's no structure. To this so like, yeah, I'm in the middle of a tournament. I might add another one here in a second. I don't know. Um, the air up there. I Do you remember that? that? It's with Kevin Bacon. And he goes to Africa and finds this like seven foot basketball player. I don't remember it being. I, I remember reading something about it like not too long ago where they were like, "The Air Up There" is hands down the single worst basketball movie in the history of the world. Whoa. And I and I as a kid, it was very entertaining to me. I don't remember why. Um, so I liked it at the time. The other one, and I will not apologize for this one as much. And this is the most realistic out of all of them. It was Blue Chips. Oh, I think Blue Chips was Blue Chips is so good. As somebody who who loves Shaq and Penny in the '90s, that was like, yeah, that, that Bobby Knight's in that. I mean, that that is probably the most realistic basketball. Well, and the coach is kind of based off of his his like the way he's t- like coaching is kind of I think it's, I think it was loosely based off Bobby Knight. Yeah, like just like how like gr- like you know rough he was. My favorite part of all time, and I remember even being like even as a kid recognizing this as something that I'm sure college coaches did at the time, which was when he would go meet with these people, every single one, the big thing that he that he tried to do was he pretended to be whatever religious or whatever denomination yep. they were. That was a riot to me. Because, like, it was just, it was, well, you know, Southern Baptist, when he goes meets, like, the, the white kid from, from Kansas, then he goes to uh, the, what do you call it, thing with Shaq, and he's, like, in Louisiana. God, that was funny. You had to like buy that kid a, a tractor, or you had to buy the kid's dad a tractor yeah. to get to get him to come there. I, I just wish movie. that we could just do a deep dive into it, like, where people wouldn't get in trouble, and just like the the stuff that people used to get. It, it, it is like for like cheating at recruiting. It just yeah, everybody everybody has immunity. Treat this like you're telling Holly uh, what you've done. You know, if you're Meredith and you've been sleeping with an associate for yeah, the Outback, Outback steak, steak coupons. Thing. Whatever, let's just have it all out there. Just for entertainment purposes, we need this right now. We're quarantined. We don't have live sports entertainment. That could take, that would take three weeks of my life up of finding all these different things of what 
player X and player Y got. That would be great. We yeah. I think we left out the most realistic basketball movie of all time, Airbud. I so mean, that's the next question we could do is let's do it. Could a team of Airbuds beat a team of SDS staff in a pickup game of basketball? Hands down. Have you seen our staff? Yeah, the Me, Airbuds. You, Adam that. Duff. Basketball is not basketball is not going to be our strong suit. We're 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 losing to dogs. I, I firmly believe that. And that's not saying yeah. that we're a bunch of unathletic guys. I've watched us play top golf. It is. We're all right. It is. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to group myself into that. It's the conditioning but, I mean, aspect. I think that would really do us in, and we'd get to the a conditioning point where accent. No, the, it's the, the athletic. The, the athletic aspect. Uh, dogs can. Dogs. I can think run. I'm the only one that played anything above a JV sport. That's blatantly not true. Blatantly who, not true. Who else? The, the person you are literally talking to. You played. What'd you play? I played varsity baseball. I played. I was a three-sport athlete for the first two years of high school, and then I just switched to baseball, and I was varsity the rest of the way with that. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So junior. junior and senior year, you played. Yeah, I was. I was varsity baseball junior and senior year. I'm trying mm-hmm. to flex my athletic muscles right now. Of course, you I would have kept out of a of, of a JV freshman basketball game. No, 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 no. That was a practice. And that was because our, our freshman coach lost his cool and he was overreacting because he's a hardo. Um, <laughs> you swing one elbow and apparently, no, and it wasn't even what? on purpose. I, I like know, the I, kid. I had no reason fair. to do that. Different our story. editor, I know he's, he still plays in a men's league baseball game because he's brought it up all the time how he wants we, that we should do that. Softball is the way to go at this point. Always yeah. the way to go. Yeah. All right. Let's do... Um, Okay, this this is good. Pick your all time. This is from Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee the third, I should add, um, all name team for sure. Pick your all time starting five with '90s rules, meaning hand checking and all of that. So like in the '90s, you could hand check dudes. You could have if you were a defender, you could do the Gary Payton thing, where you have your arm basically on somebody's back and you could use that to defend. That's why you right. needed to be a bigger, more physical player back then. And it was a little bit, I mean, it was like football when you got in the lane. Think of those old New York Knicks teams back in the day where if you got in the paint, you were going to run into Charles Oakley. Like, that's the type of stuff that you had to be able to play through. So, MJ. Former regular at Houston's, by the way. Charles Oakley, really? Wow. All time storyteller, too, Charles Oakley. Um, okay, so obviously, MJ is making that team. No question about it. Um, if I'm looking for somebody to handle the physicality that needs to go with that, Larry Legend also on that team could play a variety of positions. Um, you know, I pro Shaq is making that team. Yeah, without a doubt. I, a lot of people would take like Wilt or Bill Russell or something like that. Shaq I it was basically, based on the '90s alone. No, with the '90s rules, all time oh. starting five with '90s rules. So I want guys who are. I mean, yeah, I, I probably gravitate towards the '90s guys as well because I've seen them play with that specific style. Um, I mean, I probably need give me give me my guy Jason Kidd as well, and then for an all time starting five with the '90s rules with the '90s rules to play to play with the physicality. Because he's got to be able to distribute. You know what? Scratch that. Gary Payton. Gary Payton's going in. I was going to say Gary Payton. He plays defense. Yeah, because Gary Payton would hack people. Yeah. Oh, that's a great line from Like Mike, too. I never saw Like Mike. Never saw Like Mike? I just put on an emergency fourth and wrong list. Non-basketball, just in case. Because 
So you're you're not liking these questions at all. No, um, I do. I just I wish I would have like Jay Woody is the best person in the world. He sent me like a thousand different texts yesterday, and I was just like all over the place. All this stuff we had going on at the house, and I, I, I glanced at one of the texts, and it said I thought it said baseball. Mm. It definitely said basketball, which I mean, like it's good for our audience. I'm glad that they they like obviously our basketball enough fans to like it. I wish that I would have. Uh, Done my job, I guess is the best way to put it. And look at the actual questions. Scotty Pippen's the last guy I want on that starting five. That's by fair. The way. Yeah. So all time for me, I'm taking Shaq. I'm taking. I'm probably taking Kobe. I guess. Um, Shaq Jordan. Um. He. I would. I would probably say Magic over yeah. Bird, just because he. He could do so many different things. I mean, Bird was great, but like, I don't. I don't. He just. He could do so many different things, and then. Like I would probably have, I'd probably have like a guy like KD, and I probably have, LeBron is definitely making my my LeBron hands down is making my uh, LeBron would not like those rules. LeBron would people hate so, those so people say that people say this because they think like LeBron's soft and he you know he did he would never have made it in the eighties era because it was too physical. LeBron is the best physical and most like he's he's the best conditioned, the most physical and the best athlete in the history of the world. And I understand that people are going to look at that and say, like, well, Bo Jackson, blah, blah, blah. No. LeBron James, what he's able to do at his size and in, in, in his athletic ability is the best athlete in the history of this world. He's 6'9". He's 270 pounds. He was a three-time All-State football player. Like, he, he can do anything. He can do anything, even at this age. If he had to play in that era and he had to, like, be a little bit tougher and go to the whole, like, he definitely could do that. He just doesn't have to in this game, in this same age. All right, so right. the other person I'll I'm taking Le- is I'll put LeBron in over Larry over Larry. No, Larry. you don't get to. You don't get to. Oh. Um, so then I'm taking. I'm t- so who do I have? I have Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, Shaq. Only one Magic. ball. Only one ball. It's hard not to put Steph Curry in there. I'll just say that. Oh, interesting. With '90s rules, I don't know about that. I mean, all he has to do is just keep scooting back. It's like me in that intramural game. You guys remember? There we go. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. We want to do... Um, these are, Emery had some good ones. Emery had the one of, by the way, of um, could a team of Air Buds beat a team of SDS yeah. staff in a game of pickup basketball. Let's see. Um, what is your favorite ESPN The Ocho sport? That's not basketball related at all. I haven't watched ESPN The Ocho yet, have you? Did you not watch Sunday? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. It makes me... It kind of bums me out that people didn't get more into what happened on Sunday because because I think everyone's just so down about like them having like us having no sports and 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 bless their hearts there's a like networks are trying to make it like still enjoyable for fans and they did a entire Sunday where it was um ESPN the Ocho themed and the one that we saw that Allie and I watched was it was European tram driving championships so basically what? like street street cars like like public transit streetcars, right? Like trams. Okay. Okay. In Europe. So you had all these teams. It was like Spain. It was in Luxembourg. Uh, Germany. France. Like the Netherlands. Like all these different all these different countries. And they had two, you had two drivers. And I think most of them, I don't know if they, the rules where you had to have a guy and a girl. But they most of them had like a guy and a girl. And it was, it was like a, like an, not an obstacle course technically or like a relay. But basically you had... You had to go from one thing to the other for time. So it's almost like the way they do the the skills competition, the NBA, but with a giant ass tram. And so okay. the first thing is like you 
have to stop and see how like there's a, a cone in the middle of like the street and you have to stop like not run into it and, and you like depending on how close you are that's how many points you get right so you basically think about how they set up like the, like the distance from like the broad jump where they have like the entire distance what they would do is set it up at like here's the cone at the very end of like the ruler right or like where like the the measuring stick is and as you keep getting further away from where the cone is the points just keep going down does that make sense we need sports back. Yeah. So I watched that. And then like the next thing was like they had to uh, like make this turn at a certain angle without hitting this person. They had to stop in like the very middle of a stop thing. Um, it was it was fine. It was fine. Also, like I'll watch dart throwing. I don't watch cornhole because it pisses me off because I know I could just do it. This is true. This is true. As I always say, I live next door to a professional cornhole player. I've seen greatness in that sport before. Nothing can impress me less. I just, I mean. <laughs> Here's a good question. Jamie Spence, greatest player of all time to never win a title. I think they mean, I think Jamie meant win a title, not win a title. But funny story about this real quick. I asked this question like five years ago to my wife. And yeah. the first thing that she said, like, like that, she goes, Dan Marino. And I was like, What? You just had that in the holster ready to go. It was yeah. one of the all-time moments where I was like, what is yeah, you, in that big brain of yours that you can just store that right. type of information? Should we have her on? To know, I mean, she could probably answer this question better than I could. That that she could just be able to rattle that answer off in a moment's notice like that. It was it was unbelievable. I mean, Dan Marino, is, is in terms of like the all-sport thing, he's probably yeah. the obvious choice. If we're sticking with basketball, my vote goes to Charles Barkley. Had he been able oh. to overcome the Bulls in 93, you know, instead of running into an all-time great team, maybe we're having a different conversation, but he ultimately wasn't able to do that. I'm trying to think of who else. Carl got... Malone. Carl Malone is probably a good one. Although um, not clutch at all. Just not clutch. Gosh. Uh, who? I mean, Iverson never won one. No, but he, he, got, him to, he got him to a finals. Which... Yeah, I would probably say Iverson is like... Um, I mean, Iverson's one that stands out to me because because he, like, he got close to uh, he got close. I feel like to to what he was, like. I mean, they had that huge game. In, like, was it game one or game two where he stepped over? What's his name? Ty, Ty Lue. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. We should like what What's your favorite season of basketball that you can remember? And it can be the Bulls if you want. Okay. Um, if we're, like, if just we're talking... in general, like all all like watching basketball in general. Yeah, just like NBA basketball when I was around eight, watching watching that Bulls team, knowing that it was yeah. like the last, it was the last run. Everybody knew it at the time, which is so weird to think about in this day and age of just knowing that everybody yeah. was going to be leaving and that this was the last hurrah. Um, when that Jordan doc comes out, I am God. going to be glued. We need it now to my TV. I just bought ESPN Plus today, actually. So it's like five nice. bucks. It's like five bucks a month. You got to pay fifty <laughs> bucks a year. Nice little, nice little investment. I hadn't had it before. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got so many subscriptions now for all this stuff, and I was just like, for real, to be able and to be able to now watch a lot of these different docs. That's going to be super helpful because they have the full yeah. thirty for thirty library and all that stuff there. Um. Yeah. So mine was this is the twenty sixteen year uh, of the Golden State Warriors because the year they went seventy three and nine. Mm. Um, and beat a certain Bulls record, yeah, and then didn't win yeah. a title. But so yeah, so they didn't win a title. That was the year they lost to 
um, LeBron, which was like one of the best finals ever. Three loss awesome. comeback. Yep. Yeah. So, and and then if you remember correctly, the like the team that I really enjoyed watching that year because like this was when I was like still working at Houston's and like I was like kind of getting into basketball gambling like because it was it was fun like the, the playoffs were just so much fun in the NBA because it's just like there's so much action there's so many games and like I mean the prop bets for points scored and those like when like there's no other sport where people show up in in big moments like they do in basketball because they don't like there's no other sport that has that many opportunities to show up yeah the stage sets up in a, in a different way it's not like yeah. oh baseball you got to be up at the right time in the right inning basketball it's kind of just like hey if you're the guy you're gonna get the ball in this spot and you're, you're gonna go with it yeah so i think that um like that's watch that season i just remember i would get off work at houston's usually around like 10 10 or 11 and i could get to diesel which was like the bar in my neighborhood and get like a couple of drinks, and like my my best friend at the time was like, or let me still my best friend, just like um, the bartender there, and he's now the GM. So I would just go in, like hang out with him, and you know, maybe like write a little bit or do whatever, and just kind of wind down watching. And they always had like Golden State would always be on because they could ride for halftime, and you could watch this like incredible team that was. I mean, I just I'd never seen anything like that, like what they were doing with with Clay and with Steph, and mm-hmm. and just absolutely killing people from three. It, it was just it was so much fun to watch. And then that that playoff series is when you still had like there wasn't it, it kind of shifted from the whole big three thing they had in in Miami, and you had all these like duos. So you had Steph and Clay. It was like NBA Jam had come to life. And then the team that I really enjoyed watching and like the the series, the best series of like the playoffs, in my opinion, was. OKC having a three-one lead on Golden State with in the in the conference finals and then losing. Mm. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, here's a good question along those lines: best NBA Jam duo to play with. And I'll even I won't even just say my default answer, which of course is Pippen and Horace Grant back in the day, because um, MJ wasn't in the video game. MJ had a had a rights thing where he wasn't going to be in any of those video games. Who was your go-to NBA Jam team? I feel like it was Dan Marley and and somebody else from uh, Phoenix. Was it Marley and, and, and Barkley? My dad used to always Barkley. say. My dad used to always say when I was a kid. I have memories of this being very very little. Even when Bulls were in the playoffs, when, when they were, I, I was three years old. My dad would say this years later after the fact. Don't give Marley any room. Yeah, repeatedly, always, always would say that. Um, I see. I don't remember. I don't remember it that much. Like, I, I remember. I want to say it might have been. Was it Van Exel or was it Tim Hardaway that he was with? It was. There was the Hardaway Mullen combo with Golden State. Run DMC with Mitch Richmond as well. Uh, my my go to was 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 Peyton Kemp. That yeah, that I was, was going like, to say. I that was, was the Peyton best. Or if it was, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty. Jack awesome. Penny was also really good too. Yeah, I just remember I I loved I loved Dan Marley because like I loved number nine for one, and then he was like it just he was so good from three in that game. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who he played with, though. Yeah. That's probably probably my go-to. Solid, solid answer. Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, that's another one. Oh, yeah. I forgot he played with the Hornets. Yeah. Because Larry Johnson can do pretty much everything in that game, which was a lot right. of fun. Um, all right. Do we want to end with... Let's get it. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. It's casual yeah, Friday. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Okay. So this is something that I, I don't think I've ever said on these here airwaves. And if you're not a fan of these, I get it. But you know what? Casual Friday. Let's do a little poop horror story. Everybody's got one. I, I think at least everybody has one, or if they don't, they're in denial about their poop horror story. So when I suggested this idea, you gave me the look like you're giving me right now. As I just say, don't like poop stories. I think it's weird. 
I know everyone does it and the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, I know everyone does it, but it's not, not, we don't all have to talk about it, but it's fine. We're going to do it anyway. We'll do it this one time. We'll do it this one time. There just you go. It's casual Friday. One time we'll get it out of our system. Do all it. Right. I was a sophomore in high school, going to be a sophomore <laughs> in high school. I was on crutches because I dislocated my knee that summer. Okay. Went to a Cubs game with a buddy and his parents. This is, you know, I'm 15 years old, don't have my license yet or anything like that. You go with, you know, your friend's parents when you're when you're younger. Perfectly normal thing. We went to a Cubs game and we went to uh, went to a restaurant right in Wrigleyville there, had uh, a cheesesteak after, and we took the train back to the car. That's kind of what you do to get to, to Wrigley if you live in the suburbs. You take yeah. the train into town. So we're on the train. And my stomach is just like feeling it. I'm like, this is this is not good. This is something's happening. It's it's gurgling. I don't think I've ever had Philly cheesesteak before until this. this right now. Yep. So get off at the train station, and I ask, uh, you know, whoever is taking tickets, whatever. Hey, where's the nearest bathroom? We don't have a bathroom here. Great, awesome. I say, and keep in mind, I'm on crutches. I say right. to to my my buddy's parents, I say, hey, can we like go to a Walgreens or a convenience store, or whatever, just because I, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm not making it the half hour home. Right. Um, so we get, we get in the car and we drive like five minutes to be able to find one. I don't know why it took so long, but it felt like an hour. We get out and I'm like, it's going down. We get out and my buddy gets out of the minivan and goes ahead of me into this Walgreens. He is running ahead of me. And we, there's a bathroom in the back of this Walgreens. I am crutching through this Walgreens, and I am doing everything I possibly can not to lose it in the middle of the makeup aisle. Like I, I had serious. I'm like, I'm. A, this is this is happening. This is about to happen right now. I get to the bathroom in the back of the Walgreens, and there's one stall, and my buddy is in it, and what? I'm like, you have got to be kidding me right now. You are you are an idiot you are an absolute idiot so i'm like you know what whatever it's happening into the trash can it went and my buddy did not believe me did not believe me it, it was in the bathroom but it went all in this trash can oh my god Connor. and so i'm telling you it gets worse it gets worse how trust me so i'm telling him this and he's like not believing me I'm like are you not hearing this right now of what's of what's going on and then he of course like you know sprints out of there like a minute later of course that's all it took for him to finish whatever so then i go into the stall you know i'm finished doing my business whatever but i'm on crutches i'm like hey just stay outside the door just in case because i don't exactly have my full mobility here i can't walk or anything this like that this is unreal i cannot believe this is happening right now my buddy podcast. my buddy ran back to the car <laughs> don't you know it the the door to the stall it jammed i have no way of getting out of this stall I am stuck in this stall. the 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 place where you would crawl under was it was too low. I wasn't going to be able to fit like, under there. But you weren't like in. You didn't fall and need someone to help you finish what you were doing. No, no. Thank, thank God, no, Gross. no. But I was, I was stuck in this stall, and I finally, I finally like jimmy it open with like all my might, and I finally get out of there. And there are few things more awkward than walking back to your friend's parents' minivan a half hour later after you left to go to the bathroom. Why didn't they just come in and get you? I, I have no idea. And this is I, this is like before cell phones were really like text. I didn't like texting on my phone or something like that. And so I walk tail between my legs. I don't know if I really hung out with him after that. I don't that was know kind why of an unforgivable would. thing for him to run ahead of me and use the bathroom. But it was. 
unbelievably painful and awful and something that I will never forget. So there you go. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you, like, I remember, I just, I remember like growing up, growing up, I had, I used to get really stressed from stuff. Um, like just going through like child, uh, custody stuff with my parents. It's going to get real. And I also was still playing sports all the time. So like, I would just get these like really bad stomach aches. And I remember like, it was just the worst having to do like swim meets year round and baseball and like, like going to Bama games, like constantly having like this, like, you know, it was like, I don't know. It wasn't like Crohn's disease, but it just wasn't good. Um, so that wasn't fun. I'm not going to get into like the ins and outs of it by any means. It's just like going to, if you have to go to the bathroom at like a roadside gas station, it's the worst. What I will say is this, and, and since you brought up this topic for whatever reason, poop story, the worst poop story I can share is that same fateful night of the kick six where I, <laughs> I like got, I was blackout drunk. I got fired, quit fired from my job. Um, at Whitehall down the street from where I am and I just I was just a, I was like wrecking crew like I just was I was so mad and so like after that game I got so many texts and emails and and Facebook messages and all sort of stuff and I was getting them from like ev- like from everyone talking trash about the game and there was this one girl that I worked with at Whitehall who I didn't like flat out I just did not like her we didn't get along we, we butted heads all the time and she kept doing it and kept doing it and gave me shit. I was like, excuse my language here. And um, Fitting, though. Yeah. And so I remember making this declaration on Facebook. And I said, you know what? I've had enough to drink. And I've had enough of, of most of you. that Because keep in mind, like I'm by myself in my apartment. My life has gone to absolute shambles in real life outside of this. It's 2013. And I was like, I've had enough of you guys. The next person that says something to me, I am going to ruin your life on Facebook. And Michelle, I can't even remember her last name now, she decided to say something. And I said, you know what, Michelle? And she, we had worked together, and I knew her poop story. And I put it in, so what had happened to her is she had had this, this guy she was like in love with, this, like gone on this date with him, had an issue, had a similar situation it wasn't like happens to the best of us and she decided to scoop it out and and put it into the toilet and from the trash can oh that's not your job and no, well no. you know what Connor, it's nobody's it's not job, anyone's job really. to clean yeah. up a Good point. poop in a, in, a, in a trash can so so i knew that she had still had a crush on this guy and she had never told this guy what had happened and then she went back and finished the date and this whole, and he had never known and i told the whole world and him and tag them both both in the story oh, and put it on Facebook. And I just remember I just remember my dad making some posts and he was like, That game hurt a lot and I don't you know, I don't even know what to say, but I know one thing is I'm sure that whoever Michelle so and so is, she's probably never gonna mess with the Marler again. And I was like, at the time very prideful of it, even though it was a terrible thing to do. But yeah, that's that's my worst story that I can share, I'm sure. So wait a minute. One, did did the, the relationship survive this? Oh, or... they didn't, they, they, no, absolutely not. No. It's like she, it wasn't like, he didn't know that part of the story, but they, they didn't like, they didn't continue dating as much mm. as she, she just still had a huge crush on him and didn't want him to know. It was like her most embarrassing story. And I just let everyone know. You are not the best human being. Well, here's no. the good news. 
if you ever get really, really mad in the future, you can't air out my story because yeah. now the world knows. It's already it. aired out. Yeah, so um, I guess we're good. Real quick, since it's Casual Friday, have you watched Tiger King yet? I haven't yet. I Dude. don't know when when we're gonna be able to get to it. Hopefully, you need to watch Tiger soon. King immediately. I've seen I've seen the nonstop talk about it, and every time I see any sort of tweet about it, I just I ignore it because I don't want any spoilers or anything like that. I'm I've been very up to date on all the you know what's popular on Netflix, all that stuff. Love is Blind, The Circle, yeah. all those different things. But like I haven't quite gotten there yet. You should check I, it out. I, I probably will this weekend. Maybe that's gonna be our next. Maybe that's gotta be our next topic for Casual Friday next week. We, we anything but poop. I'm fine with. <laughs> Poop and basketball, not exactly Marler's wheel. <laughs> not my forte. Let's talk hockey next week. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm good for that. I love, I love talking a little talk. <sighs> All right, Marler, this has been fun. This has yeah. been great. Um, we're doing for Debates Down South, the current plan, barring any unforeseen changes, is to do 2004 Auburn. I got the year right this time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, got the year right. Uh, whether or not that team should have played in a national championship instead of Oklahoma, we can also dig into whether or not they would have been able to beat USC, Oklahoma ultimately right. did not that year. We can dig into both the, those things. I would rather spend more time on the first one because I think that's probably the more interesting thing that you can actually yeah. like sit there and do a side-by-side -side thing, not as much hypotheticals. So a lot of Auburn for you. Are you good with that? That's fine. Yeah. All right. Oh, shout out, by the way. Um, shout out to Noah, uh, who came up with that question. Noah Sims had that question, who prompted the debates down south. So thank you. Just goes to show you, if you come up with a good idea and start it on South Podcast we'll Facebook it. group, we can probably use it, as long as it isn't, you know, another poop story or something like that. Ugh. That was my idea. All right. This has been fun. Marler, Matt Luke, Coach O, what do we need to remember? It might mean too much, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs>